Hello Super Johnny, hello Super Trevor, it's me, Mario, woohoo, mamma mia, you guys, you're number one, woohoo, see you in my games, is. ha Oh, scientist Trevor, I can't believe we lost our jobs as scientists. You'd think we were terrible at what we do or something. But we were so successful, we only destroyed four or five cities. I mean, I didn't read the fine print, but I just assumed that's what they wanted. Yeah, well, it's all right, because we got these jobs as construction workers now. Yeah. And we can build some amazing things. All right, uh, this is, uh, let me look at my papers here. Uh, this is Aeron. Uh, Aeron? Uh, is that right? Aaron. Yes, sir. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing great. Thanks for hiring us. Uh, we're This is our first job as construction workers. I mean, we've been doing this forever. We've been demolitionists for years and years, but this is a new job for us, so it's, it's exciting you gave us a chance. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited to have you guys. So it says here you need us to build a deck or a porch of some sorts? Yes, sir. Just uh, I'm, I'm an oil magnate, and... Uh, you know, I need to. I need you to build another deck. I have two decks already on my house. Okay. I, I have two decks. I need a third deck. Yes, sir. Okay. Everybody needs a third deck. I agree right. with that. Uh, okay. Uh, just give us. We'll be done with. I mean, this is a simple project. We'll be done with this in no time. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna hop in the bulldozer. You get that little uh, buggy with a rocket launcher on the back. Okay. All right. I'll get in there. All right. Let's go. <laughs> uh, sir, could you stand back, please? Uh. All right. I'll go ahead and do that. Okay, I'm going to hit this button now and shoot this rocket right at your house. Here we go. What? Yeah. What? This wall is strong. Oh, man. What are you doing to my house? Oh, this wall is coming down. We're rolling it, sir. Don't you worry. Stand back. Just calm down, sir. We got this handled. I'm going to hit this button again. I don't like that. Oh, man. What's going on? Here's another box. You're about out of rockets. Oh, thank you. All right. What is this again? Oh, man. No. That was my Kevin Bacon memorabilia collection. Oh, oh man, that's all right. There's six degrees of those. Hey, is there any uh, prisoners locked up in this building? We need to knock the rest of the walls down. Hey, I just let three people go. Oh, sweet. Oh, man, there's my life-size footloose Kevin Bacon poster. Oh, I'm sorry about that, sir. Uh, let me just hit this button one more time. We're almost finished here with your, yeah. with your deck. Okay, here we go. And there, we're done. No! All right. Nothing left standing. That's a good job. We did great. Let's high five. Oh, yeah. All right, and okay, and I'm going to hand, uh, I guess I give... Error give give us Aaron Hickelman the bill. Okay, here's your bill for $20 million. Here you go, what? sir. I'm yeah, not uh, paying for this. You destroyed my property. Well, before you get too irate, just look down here at the bottom. Uh, I need you to sign here, here, and here, and right here next to where it says, hey, listen to this podcast. Yeah, what podcast is it? That he it's, to? Uh, it needs to listen to Retro, Retro Blist. Blist. Way to throw off our guests. We did great. Well, let's go ahead and jump into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new, spanking, beautiful uh, Trevor. Adjectives. Yours are smart. When you went to college. Better because we have somebody else on it. There we go. Yeah. Episode of Retro Bliss. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's me, Johnny. With me, as always, is Trevor. And we have, we're very excited about this. 
we have somehow, through sheer will, through sheer, uh, what's the word when you want somebody to do something and you trick them into oh, doing it? Well, from my end, it was a lot of uh, begging and acting generally kind of sad and I pathetic. Think, I think well, you strong-armed me. I tried well, to find. Too. I tried to find. Uh, hey, don't talk until we mention you. We Speaking tried to, spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to. We uh, blackmail. I guess that's the word there I was go. looking okay. for. But I couldn't find any dirt. I didn't look hard enough. I yeah. guess. Uh, but we're very pleased to have Aaron Hickman. What's up, Aaron? Hey, not too much, man. I'm glad to be here on Retro Blist. <laughs> Do we sound that that? I think so. I, think Sometimes. Do. I do. Yeah. But it's very memorable. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy it, so it's great. Yeah, I'd, uh, we'll give Aaron plenty of time to to uh, promote whatever he wants to later, but I just want to say right quick, I've been a fan of – this is going to sound gushy. Yeah, go ahead, gush, 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 gush. I've been a fan of Aaron's work, we'll say, Yeah. for years, because he was uh, – well, he's on a podcast called Retro Obscura, which I enjoy. And one I've enjoyed for years called uh, Genesis Gems. Yeah, that's all. Of, cor- of course, that podcast is all about Super Nintendo games. Exactly. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, we've mentioned it a few times before on the show. But and also, <laughs> I mean, he can promote all this later. But just this is just me speaking. This is not going to cost any extra. Yeah. Uh, but his music is awesome. So he'll talk about that later. I'm sure. And, so. and of course, he's the one who did our new opening. Yes, the new opening, which you should have just heard, Woo-hoo! which is just. That we actually didn't hear it now because I'm going to break the fourth wall. Uh, that's all put in later. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to burst your bubbles. No. Oh, man. Santa Claus is still real, so it's okay. We're doing it live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything is live. Aaron, uh, I guess just anything you want to say before we really get into the game? Uh, Aaron, go ahead and promote yourself. Yeah, go and do that. <laughs> I, I guess I'll promote myself right now. Yeah. Why not? Aaron, if yeah. right now, if you could pick right now to promote yourself, that'd be great. Okay, great. All right, so I'm Aaron, uh, Aaron Hickman, a.k.a. Daya, which is my artist name for my music. Um, I'm also the co-host of Retro Obscura and, of course, Genesis Gems, which is slightly more active right now. We do about two episodes per month. Um, Super excited to be on here. I've been a huge fan of Retro Blist for a while now. And uh, just just for about two weeks. You know, the the LJN bashing (laughs) podcasts. Yeah. choice yeah um, to be fair we didn't want to bash them but it's you know. it's kind of hard They're, they've yeah. they have published a few pretty decent games but most of the games are stinkers yeah yeah they got lucky but, a few uh, times. yeah uh i i picked the game for this week actually because oh, yeah. uh i'm a huge rare fan just in general i think they put out a lot of quality titles and i feel like this is one of their lesser known games as far as I mean, there's like different eras of Rare, right? There's like the whole era that most people in North America don't really know much about, which is when they were called Ultimate Play the Game. Um, but then they changed their name to Rare, and then they made a whole bunch of games on NES, Super Nintendo, etc. Fast forward, we get to the N64. This is the first game they made on N64. And if you guys were anything like me, if uh, you had an N64 or your friend had one, there weren't very many games on the system starting out. Uh, so this yeah, was, was one of the earliest titles that got released on it. And I think when it comes to Rare, I mean, when you say certain uh, game, like you have, uh, of course, for us would be GoldenEye. It was the big one for us growing up. Mm-hmm. And that's that's when I first actually heard about Rare. And then I really looked into it because I loved that game so much. And then I realized they did RC Pro-Am. Uh, they did, games for a- LJN. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. There's always a connection. At that age, I mean, you just didn't think about who made your games that you loved, and then I started thinking about it, and Rare is just 
all over so many of my favorite yeah. games. Yeah. The Donkey Kong Country series is just always going to be one of my favorites. Six Degrees of LJN. Yeah. Man, I mean, and one of, the, one of the first games I ever played as a kid, I remember one of the first games we owned on NES was Slalom, which was Rare's very oh, first yeah. game for the system. That game's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, any game we play, we, we feel it's well, a hard yeah. game. Life is hard for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, I had to walk up steps a minute ago, and that wasn't very easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Blast Corps is the game we're covering. Uh, Blast Corps. So yeah, I wanted to call yeah how do you kid. say that? How is do you, it, how is do it, it Corps or Corps? It's just like uh, Contra Hard Corps, but as a kid, yeah. again, it was like, Hard Corps, Blast Corps. Yeah. See, when you say Blast Corps, it's like we're blowing up dead people. Because, <laughs> see, when I it's think, great. I think it's talking about a corporation, right? Is that yeah. not yeah. what it's talking about? Yeah. So wouldn't you just say core, or do you say corpse? I like corpse. I don't know. We'll decide this later. It's, it's going to be corpse. I mean, so. I trust Aaron. He's like a walking encyclopedia. So. Yeah, and I'm like a <laughs> so. walking uh, garbage pail. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's useful for this game. So yeah, blast corpse, and we'll let Aaron mostly talk about his history with the game because uh, spoiler alert, as we like to say on this podcast, even though it's nothing spoiler about it. We have no history with this game, except for I remember seeing it on the shelf and thinking the back of the box looked cool. Um, yeah, our history of this game dates back to an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, so it came out in March of 1997 by Rare, which makes it a very early N64 game. And if I'm not mistaken, wasn't this? didn't this game come out at $39.99 new? Wasn't, I feel like I remember. Uh, yeah, I kind of think it, it got price reduced pretty quickly. If, if it Maybe wasn't. that's what it was. Yeah, because like the other games were like what? I think the standard at, at least the time sixty. Was, yeah, yeah, fifty or sixty dollars. Which that was a big deal because I remember seeing it on the shelf, and I never got games at full price back then. It just didn't happen. But I remember almost getting this one because it was a little bit less than full price. I know it's a lame story, but that's what I'll remember about the game. That was really lame. I mean, that was... All right, Aaron, go ahead. Hey, wait a minute, Aaron. Can I talk to you for a second, Trevor? Sure. Let's have a little uh, sidebar over here. Without yeah, Trevor, uh, Trevor um, we have a get- We want to impress Aaron. I'm trying to impress him with my You're knowledge. doing a terrible job. Who wants to hear that dumb story you just said? I live in a garbage pail, and my story is much more interesting than what you just said. And I just literally get banana pills thrown on me all day. And Fine. that's a highlight for me. Fine, I'll only speak when I'm spoken to for the rest of the episode. No, that's good. Finally. All right. All right. Uh, Aaron, sorry. I hope you didn't hear any of that. No, I didn't uh, hear a word. All right. Good, good, good. So, Aaron, uh, let's pretend what Trevor just said didn't happen, and let me just tell you this. Uh, what are your memories of this game? Okay. So, <laughs> I don't remember this game being very heavily promoted uh, around when it came out. Of course, you remember uh, N64 dropped, and it was all about Super Mario 64 and the upcoming GoldenEye, and there was that awesome... Um, well, also at the time, there was a Star Wars game. Uh, and then you had, like, Pilot Wings. I want to say, uh, you know, the the amazing Penny Racers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding, guys. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, they, they're just... Fat. Most games for the system coming out were either first or second party <laughs> titles. It was mostly Nintendo. And then, uh, lo and behold, Rare had been working on this game even before, I think, um, they were also working on Banjo-Kazooie, but I don't think it was even called Banjo-Kazooie at that point. It was going to be released on Super <coughs> Nintendo. But as far as my own memories of this game, my uh, best friend Dustin at the time, uh, he I was still living in San Antonio. Uh, he lived on base, basically, and I would go and, and visit him and his family about almost every weekend. I would go over there. and uh, Which base was it, though? It was Fort Sam Houston, which is also where Shaq uh, went to high school. 
Oh, oh, I thought you meant like a baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. No, this was an army base over in San Antonio. Oh, that makes more sense. But, uh, you know, I, I'd go over there. We would uh, play games. I would bring like a sack full of uh, video games over there all the time because I had a ton of like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Well, he, That's why he cartridges a, are great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, they're great to, to move also. They're fantastic. So many. No, I hate moving <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I, I'd go over there and we'd always end up playing games and I don't know exactly if he got this one right at release, but I know it was one that we didn't have because we just had Super Mario 64. And so I remember he had this game and immediately the game kind of grabs you because it's just it's all about building destruction, right? Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. it was kind of a novel concept at the time. There, I couldn't really think of any other games besides like Bomberman where you got to actively blow up things. <laughs> so it was really cool. Uh, I, I also remember games around that time on N64 seemed to have a lot of fog issues like Turok. Superman. <laughs> oh, well, that was later, but yeah. Uh, this was one of the few I remember playing when it first came out. Like, wow, there's no like fog issues. And uh, everything was pretty clean and clear cut. And it was just an immediately fun game where it was like, oh, we're going to let you, uh, you know, you've got this objective. There's a, basically, you know, like a, a rocket, uh, a WMD, basically, uh, <laughs> in a moving vehicle. Uh, oh, that's where they were. Yeah, it's barreling, <laughs> basically barreling down the level uh, every time you play. <laughs> and, you know, you got to knock down all these buildings around it uh, so it doesn't cause the destruction of all mankind kind of like fallout yeah. or something yeah. like that can i just stop you for a second yeah i love the fact that the whole story for this game is just made up uh so the gameplay works oh it's, yeah like i love that right because it, apparently <laughs> the the game was designed like the idea for the game was designed by um, one of the founders of rare like years before that uh by chris stamper i think going way back to like 1992 uh, he'd had this idea for a building destruction game. And maybe around that time, you didn't have to worry so much about having a story for a game. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, and the further back you go where it's just like, oh, well, you know, we'll just make the game and come up with a story later. Yeah. And yeah, the, the story of this game is paper thin. Or it's just <laughs> like, oh, there's a, a rocket and it's going to kill us all. We got to, you know, destroy all the buildings and hopefully evacuate <laughs> all the people. That's what I thought. I was like, man, I hope all these people are out of their houses. Yeah. It's the only way they can make it so you're not just a total jerk. Yeah. <laughs> you're the hero. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, let's before we get more into it, let's yeah. we have a little bit of feedback when we mentioned on our uh, social meds. <laughs> way to cut off the guests. I'm not cutting them off. We'll bring them back. Okay, <laughs> he'll be back. <laughs> That's <laughs> how we roll. Yeah. Uh, it would have been it would have been like just natural. Did you ever cut off to you for a second? <laughs> so feedback. We'll get to some feedback and then we'll get back to Aaron. It would have <laughs> to you about Aaron. He's kind of a jerk. I need to talk to you about. If you would have brought up the fact that I'd cut him off, it would have just seemed like a seamless conversation. Gosh, it's like you've never had a well, conversation before. We have to announce before. everything we do is how we roll. Oh, yeah. Well, here, I'm looking at my tablet. <laughs> and we had some feedback when we mentioned earlier that we were going to talk about Blast Chords. Where's that feedback at? This is on our Facebook page, which is at RetroBlast on Facebook. And uh, Trevor, you can tell you about the Instagram, which is also at RetroBlast. So on our Facebook page, a couple people said, like Andrew Cohen said, it's probably too late here. He never played the game. But he feels like he missed out. We'll find out if he did or not. Uh, and Matt Van Roon had a great quote, which I remember from this game playing, which is, Time to get moving! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard that a time or two. 
Trevor, you got some feedback over on your end. I sure do. My phone just shut it out, so we're going <laughs> to... Technology! Delay for five seconds and keep... We should let Aaron talk right there, because he's really smart. Yes. And he knows things that we don't know, like general knowledge. Oh, general <laughs> yes. knowledge. Well, the instruction manual definitely helps in this regard. <laughs> uh, oh, so you can read. Wait a Yes, <laughs> if you'd like, I can read to you the story, the actual story of the game. Oh, yeah, please hold on to that. We're going to yes. as soon as Trevor reads in, it. We'll in one that. second, because I also posted uh, on Genesis Gems' Facebook page, which is yeah. at Genesis Gems. And they didn't, and, uh, like, kick you out for talking about a Nintendo game. It was great. I know, it was weird. But I did turn it around to a Sega conversation, so that's probably why it stuck around. But uh, we got actually a lot more feedback on their page, because, hey, they're better at stuff, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I posted that we were covering Blast Core, or Corpse. Corpse. And that uh, Aaron was going to be a guest, and uh, Nick Stevens, who is uh, your co-host. co-host, yes, cohort in crime, yeah. And uh, he said that he thinks it's a hidden gem on the system. Uh, he knows it's well known now, but when I would go to the rental store, I never gave it a chance. Once I played it, I was hooked. Adam Miller said he didn't play it for ages since he didn't think it sounded interesting, but when he played it, he loved it. Well, <laughs> everything except for one thing. And then he shows a picture of Backlash, which is... <laughs> yeah, that we're going to get to that. Yeah, I'm We'll sh- get to that. I'm really truck. curious why Aaron thinks of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Andrew Coed also responded on here, said he never played it. He's curious. Oh, <laughs> he's curious to hear what the all-star cast has to say. Yeah. He's so, talking about me? <laughs> I think he's talking about Aaron. But well, we'll, I, so. I think this is the, the Johnny cast plus yeah. Trevor and I need plus I need days. all this positive reinforcement because I'm very harsh towards myself and don't really like who I am. <laughs> Eric Purcell, who I'm pretty sure is a, a Nintendo guy from a certain other Nintendo podcast. Never heard of it. I know he's a big fan on there, but he... Uh, he's oh, he's, he's a fan of all things Sega and uh, Nintendo. He, he doesn't discriminate. Good. Good man. He said he absolutely loves the game. He never heard many people talk about it back in the day, but it was always a go-to game for him. His only complaint is the extreme difficulty. Dan Biscaglia... Um, that's oh, great. Basilia, yeah. Basilia, yeah. okay. Yeah, Basilia, Trevor. His Goodness. brother had the game, and it was sweet. First time I'd ever seen in-game physics in, uh, of this type. Chris Vanderhoof. Oh, you're going to read all these? Just pick Man, I ones. did not realize you guys had this many pick comments. Pick the good ones. I know. Man, we how... got, uh, this is what I go through every time we do an Ask Aaron segment. Yeah, Johnny, this is nothing. Trust me. No, I know how to read. I've been listening to Genesis Gems <laughs> for a while, and Ask Aaron the segment has just grown and grown and grown. Yeah. But it's a cool segment. You should listen. We're gonna to have an Ask Johnny segment on this one. No, please no. And, and I <laughs> so Chris Vanderhoof said the game is awesome, a definite hidden gem. Uh, he never heard of the game, and, but then he rented it and had to have it. But you don't get what it is. It's just gonna be Aaron asking me questions about anything. That's right. <laughs> that would Johnny, be the, how many fingers and toes do you have? Okay, give I'll, him time to think about that. All right, give me a second. After this, uh, he had to get to all the rare games on the 64. 17. Okay. And that's pretty much it. Then we get in a really long discussion about the Sega Saturn. <laughs> so, I love it. I love it. Just dovetails yeah. right into the Saturn. Yeah. All right. And I'm very excited. Aaron, Aaron apparently has the actual instruction manual with him. Aaron, what is the story behind Blast Corpse? The story be- behind Blast Cores, maybe? Okay. The story. Course, yeah. Blast Cores, leaders in the field of heavy duty demolition through a combination of skill, experience, and cutting edge technology. Since its birth, the company has applied its unique talents to the problem of urban decay, renovating and revitalizing cities from one end of the country to the other. See how exciting this sounds already? Yeah, I'm a on far cry. Is. I'm already falling asleep. A far cry from the <laughs> senseless warfare amidst 
which the seeds of the project were sown in the heavy vehicle development bay at the military base called Rafters, which we never actually see, I don't think. While demonstrating a great natural flair, the founding members of the team, Amber, Clark, Wesley, and Spike, all on a first-name basis because you don't need to have last names yeah. in this game. And, of course, one of their names is always Spike. Absolutely. <laughs> He's cool. <laughs> they were never happy with the ultimate purpose of their machines. So when Wesley was cruelly rejected following the field accident that left him disabled, his friends finally rebelled and led the infamous Rafters walkout. Blast Corps <laughs> came into being soon after. Oh, my goodness. That was five years ago, kids. But now in the present day, world peace is shattered as mankind faces crisis on a worldwide scale. Are you making this up? <laughs> I I wish I was, but you know, oh my goodness. this is far for the course here. A pair of defective nuclear missiles en route to a safe detona des ah, detonation site, <laughs> not not destination, um, have begun to leak. Badly damaged, the carrier automatically locks into the most direct route. Bad memories resurface for the Blast Corps team when summoned to their nation's defense. They find out where the war has originated, a certain nearby military base. The flood of radiation prevents anyone from getting close to the runaway carrier, and people in the know fear that even the slightest jolt could trigger a catastrophic explosion. Standing as the world's final hope, Blast Corps must clear the way to Ground Zero, gather a team of six elite scientists, and ultimately counter the threat of nuclear winter. Yay. Now, oh my, my goodness! My question here is, who had to write this? I know. We're <laughs> just like, how do we make this as Could convoluted you imagine, as yeah. possible? So, if I was a English teacher, I would edit that down to this: blow crap up. Yeah, <laughs> or, or the world blows up. <laughs> wow! So this is this is what I'm thinking. Like, you're in a room, right? You're rare. You're at yeah. a meeting. Like, hey, we have this game. The idea of the game is you blow up buildings before a big uh, bomb hits it and blows everything up in the world. We need a story with us, all right? <laughs> Who can make the most complicated thing in the world to go along with this? That's a, that's a, that's a whole pamphlet full of words. And can, <laughs> I, can I just say, like this game, uh, just the story at the time, it kind of seems tame and um, almost, I don't know, like in a way, like before, like all of the, uh, like September 11th. I'm getting dark here, but. Uh, before stuff like that happened, there was kind of a change in, in games that were made. Yeah. And if, yeah. if this game would have been developed, I, I think it would have gotten canceled if it would have been just developed even a few years later. That's a good point because you're in certain flying vehicles and destroying buildings. That alone would have probably stopped it. Yeah. Especially on a Nintendo system at the time. I right. Mean, Different times, yeah. though. Because if you yeah. guys remember, there were actually... Uh, there's at least one game I can think of that got canceled because oh, yeah. of that uh, Propeller Arena on the Dreamcast. Yeah, it looked like an awesome game, too. You can still play it. I really need to. I do yeah. have some uh, burned games that I play on my Dreamcast. I need to get that one. Yes, sir. But, uh, yeah, that story is kind of weak, but the game isn't, thankfully. The, the yes. gameplay is where it's at. Yes, let's get into it. I think first we need to talk about the game looks. Because how the game plays is the big meat of this game. Right. So let's just talk about the graphics real quick. It's an early Nintendo 64 game. It's not going to, especially nowadays, which is almost unfair to compare it to games now, but it's very crude looking. But you can tell what everything is. And like Aaron said before, it doesn't suffer from all that fog that a lot of the yeah. 64 games did deal with. And that helped, that helped it a lot to me. It really made it stay, the color stay a lot brighter than normal in a 64, mm -hmm. I felt. A little more colorful. It had its own style to the game. And Trevor said at one point, and I agree with you, that the looks of it 
at certain points, it's, and when we get to the music too, it did feel very rare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somehow it felt, despite playing, I mean, I don't want to get into that yet, but playing really nothing like any game really I've played. It, it did. It had that rare feel to it somehow still. But I would say yeah. like the yeah. race levels, especially. Oh, yeah. Felt yes. kind of like RC programmed. Yes. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Very much so. And the whole game has a three quarters perspective. So it's, it's kind of odd camera angle for this kind of game, but I almost think it's kind of what they had to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll let Aaron say what he wants to do about the gra- graphics, graphical, graphical. For me, <laughs> um, it's hard to go back because I really didn't play this one back at the day, and I can't remember what I really thought, except that it looked kind of cool. But today, I think it holds up graphically better than the Summit 64 games because it actually, I don't think it ever was trying to look photorealistic or anything like that. Right. So yeah. I think it holds up better than some in 64 games. It helps it a lot that it did have a certain style to it. Right. Yeah. It almost has like so, a, yeah. in my mind, almost like a utilitarian, uh, yeah. almost like Jungle Strike type vibe yeah. to yeah. it, but maybe a little more cartoony than that. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say that. That makes sense. I would agree with that. What do you think about the graphics today? Like, do, how do you think it looks? Uh, compared to things today, obviously the polygon count is pretty low. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, they were targeting, when they were developing this game, they were targeting a system that hadn't even come out yet. So, yeah. you know, they they were making a game for what they thought the specs were going to be. And so they probably yeah. had to go a little lower than what the Nintendo 64 could actually do, which, you know, we found out years later with, you know, things like Smash Brothers and Paper Mario and uh, Star Fox. And, oh, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, you, you got to give Rare credit being... Uh, I think they were given most of the access you possibly could, um, but you always wonder with like the the first party company actually who made the system like they know all the secrets. So I think it's cool mm-hmm. that uh, Rare was even able to accomplish a game of this caliber, of this size. I think what they had like four employees working on it uh, yeah. for most of the time. Yeah. So I. Yeah, if, if I had to compare it to games today, obviously it's not going to hold up so great. Maybe uh, this is the type of game you'd see nowadays uh, released by a small indie team on Steam. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I could compare it to that, like something you would make in Unity. So if we did it on, on that grounds, like, yeah, this looks like it would be like an indie title released today. Well, it also kind of, I don't think it looks any worse than something like Minecraft looks. Minecraft yeah, has a lot I mean, yeah. yeah, it's just really boxy, kind of. But it, it is utilitarian was the best word for it. It's kind of simplistic. I could pronounce it, so I didn't want to say it. <laughs> it's funny though. To me, the graphics almost nothing stands out about them today. But for some reason, the train stands out to me. I, <laughs> I kind of like trains, but is it the train just kind of? It must be the textures they use on it. It's definitely more detailed than. Well, the vehicles in general, I guess, are more detailed than the backgrounds are. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I think that's probably done on purpose to yeah. kind of draw your attention to the, the different vehicles. And, like, the different, like, when you're driving around in uh, Backlash, you, there's, like, the little reflections as he moves around, uh, as the vehicle does. And, and I will say this, mm-hmm. the vehicles definitely have more character than the character you actually play as. Yes. He's just like yeah. a little dude in overalls that screams yeah. "doe" all the time. Doe, yeah, yeah it's a little Homer in all of us. But uh, let's get into the meat of the game. Where this game really makes a name for itself is in the gameplay. This game, to me, and I'm going to—I wonder if you guys kind of agree with me on this. It really reminded me if you took Rampage, but like made it more of a puzzle game. That's what—that's mm-hmm. the feel I got from this because you're blowing up buildings and stuff. 
But the puzzle element was sometimes you had to switch up vehicles. You had to know which order to do that in. Mm -hmm. uh, you had to blow up certain buildings before, you know, they were, the whole world was blown up, that sort of thing. And the other thing we need to remember, we've mentioned them briefly, is this game, each time you're blowing things up, you're in a different kind of vehicle. Uh, you can be in a car at one point. You can be in a train. You can be in a bulldozer. You can be in a dump truck, and we'll get to how all these can be in one of those uh, crazy that three wheeled vehicle that shoots missiles. Yeah, you can be in like giant robots or mechs. Two suits. different mechs. Yeah, that I know of. Yeah, so uh, there's quite a variety in how this game plays, really depending on what you're playing and how they control too is a big is a big deal to me. As sort of overall to me, the gameplay, and I'm, I might be sort of alone in this, but Aaron, did you ever play any of those? Um, not like your mainline SimCity games, but like SimCopter. Or, oh, uh, I know about that game. Yeah, um, I, I know what you're talking about where you kind of move through the city, right? Right, and it's actually a 3D city, but it's very, very crude by today's standards. But the control and the way it felt kind of reminded me of a mix between that and, like Johnny said, Rampage, where you're really your objective is just to cause as much destruction as you can. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. Or almost uh, a little bit too reminded me a little bit of uh, like Return Fire or Mass Destruction. Um, where yeah. all of the buildings were destructible, where you had an objective. And th in those games, the primary objective was not to destroy buildings, but the uh, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like the secondary objective. But in this game, it's just like, yeah, de destroy all the buildings. Yeah, for and, sure. And uh, I think, I mean, it's so unusual because in some ways, this has got a little bit more going on than your average 64 game. But on the other hand, it's like that boyish fun of just destroying everything you can yeah i mean like so, as, as kids you know you would like to play with uh construction vehicles and make them do things maybe they weren't designed to do like uh you know <laughs> run over barbies or whatever yeah. yeah and who as a kid wouldn't want to play a game where the the goal of the game is just to tear things and blow things up and, right. and you would think that uh just on that base level, like, oh, well, there there wouldn't be much variety in that. And, and that's where I think the uh, the genius of this game comes in and that they, the variety of objectives and the different ways they present you to do it, you know, where it's just like they give you a level, they give you a, a simple task, but then it kind of branches out from there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, what, sure. that's what makes it better in my mind. As much as I like Rampage, Rampage, unless you're playing it with a buddy, it gets old yeah. pretty quickly because oh, yeah. you've kind of gotten the loop of the game after about two minutes yeah That's yeah true. this game bless corpse does a great job of really changing things up like literally the train the train comes out of nowhere but all of a sudden it took us a bit to figure out oh we got to park the car on the very <laughs> first train you put the car we on gotta, the train yeah. yeah and then you have to drive the train <laughs> to the place this is embarrassing um <laughs> i tried everything i could think of it said that the train will help ramdozer get to the uh, wherever he needs to be. So I'm thinking, okay, I need to push the train. Okay, no. <laughs> it took me forever to figure out that after I have to get out and myself drive, drive the train. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Which Blaster was pretty Master. cool. You got to get out of your vehicle. Yeah. But when he figured it out, I felt like whenever you see some animal figure out how to use a simple tool and you kind of go all crazy, oh man, that that monkey was able to use that rich. And now they're going to rise against us. Yeah. You know, the ape style. <laughs> one thing I noticed about this game too, is that there aren't enemies in this game, right? Sure, the main yeah. enemy yeah. is time. And the fact and that, that there's bomb. a rocket, you know, <laughs> strapped yeah. to a car that's going to blow everything up. Like that's literally it. There's no bosses to worry about. It's you racing against the clock most of the time. Yes. And, and I love the fact that there's not actually technically a clock unless I missed it, but 
if you just don't destroy the next building in time, he's going to run into it. It's kind of an it's, it is a clock in it a way, a clock, but it, it just not, doesn't have yeah. a clock on the screen, right? Yeah, uh, and, and, the, and when you're playing the levels at first, it's like okay, your objective is clear the path for the WMD, and then after you do that, you're kind of free to explore the level and collect all the little like RDU. I, they just look like Pac-Man pellets to me. You yeah. collect all the RDUs. Oh, that's that's the one question I did have. Yeah, yeah. Could you explain that to us? <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't have the the benefit of having the controls it's, or anything. Okay, yeah. So, so what are those little things on the road when you roll over? And what do those do? They're literally just adding to your completion. It's kind of like in Banjo Kazooie oh, okay. or Mario, where you're collecting stars or you're collecting you know music notes. It's just a collection aspect to add your score, and um, you basically get trophies as you go in the game, uh, or not trophies gotcha. but medals. Metal, and so yeah. you can get all the way up to platinum. Um, oh. Eat that, Sony. Oh. Yeah, you I thought get, I was doing good because uh, I was getting some gold ones. Now yeah, the, you can. Yeah. you got better. bronze, silver, gold, and then you can get platinum actually. And uh, so when you collect these yeah. little RDUs, they're kind of like um, they're supposed to. The story behind them, behind them is that they're supposed to be like um, guides for the missile, but they're really just little things you collect. And what's crazy is the further you get into the game, there's little levels that you can enter that look just like Pac-Man and you're running around this maze um, in the, I think it's the, the Ram dozer. So you're driving around the stage and then there's other vehicles that are colored just like the, uh, the ghost from Pac-Man trying to chase you around <laughs> the maze as you pick up the RDUs. So it's pretty funny. Nice I, little we nod didn't see to that Pac one. That yeah, sounds nice awesome. little nod to Pac-Man there. And then there's like, so a, the, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you mentioned the bonus level. Um, we saw, I think the only bonus levels we saw, we got to several different races. We're just making laps around a track in a certain amount of time. Very RC pro image. And then the ones like that are just before. sort of tutorials about the new vehicles. Yeah. What are the other bonus levels, or are there other different ones? Yeah, uh, so I think there's just a variety as you, as you get these new vehicles and you get like these giant mecha, basically. Um, guys that can fly around, you know, like with rockets or kind of do like a, a spin move on the ground. Uh, at first, they give you a level to introduce them, and then um, they incorporate more, uh, you know, slightly harder uh, bonus levels, and then they start introducing them into the main game. and And you also play certain levels. What's cool about this game is that you'll unlock these uh, different vehicles, and uh, uh, you know, mecha and whatnot. And then in certain levels you can find hidden areas or there's this whole completion mm -hmm. aspect to this game where you can find it's rare uh, loves to do. Oh yeah. Um, so you can find hidden vehicles and you, you blow up certain areas that you hadn't thought about looking for. And uh, there's six levels in the game where you can find a scientist and that will unlock even more things. And there's like these little, wow. uh, I want to say they're like satellites that you can find that will yeah. unlock more levels. So uh, it's just like a, a constant loop of unlocking more things and finding, you know, these new cool levels. I would say that there's only a few levels that kind of actively frustrated me in the game. And what's good is that you can just kind of quit that level, take a break, and go try and complete another one. Yeah. And yeah. come back to it. Yeah. I really did like that, the, the branching level paths. So you yeah. didn't just... Because what was that one Emerald... It was a pretty early level, I'm ashamed to say, but Emerald Coast or Beach or something like that. Yeah. It was just really frustrating, and I was glad we could go on and try different levels. Speaking of frustrating, <laughs> uh, I, have, I have a list of the vehicles here. Want me to start going over yeah, them? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Give me your, let's, give let's me your break feedback. it down. 
Because there's one in particular I think we all have feedback oh, on. Oh, yeah. Save that, one, save that one for the end. Well, the first one is the Ramdozer, which is just your big yellow bulldozer. That's probably my favorite one. It's, it's very simple. Very simple yeah. and just knocks those yep. buildings right down. Yeah. Very, very usable. Oh, look, we're getting right to it already. The Backlash. I want to just do that one last. Well, all right, we'll get to that one last. All right. So the side swap is a yellow vehicle that looks like a little uh, fire truck, according to this. Oh, yeah, that's the one with the battering rams on both sides. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. battering rams yeah. kind of shoot out, and you get like a little bonus level you do to, to introduce you how to do it. Right. That one was neat, but like, yeah, comp- compared to just the bulldozer, it doesn't seem that useful because you have to go beside the building and you run out of ammo, so to speak. Yeah. And then you can't do it anymore until you collect more. Yeah, so it was okay though. There's very specific instances, and and I think what they were trying to do in this game is, you know, it, we could have all these different vehicles that basically do the same thing, right? Uh, yeah. But we gotta have some sort of sort of variety in how you do it. Yeah, that's true. Because if they all were good at ramming, then what would be the point of the bulldozer, for example? Yeah. Well, what would yeah. be the point of having other vehicles? Right. Technically. So, what are some of the other ones? So, Skyfall, which was a pretty good James Bond movie. Yeah. Um, Skyfall. All right. So, Skyfall. Uh, <laughs> I guess I got to do it now. Skyfall. Thanks, it's a dune Adele. buggy. <laughs> Thank you. <Adele>. <laughs> <laughs> With a rocket engine on the back. Um, and this one says it has a destructive power of ten. Um. If you fall from above, but you that seems ramps. pretty hard to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you just got to hit ramps, and uh, yeah. there's the levels that it mostly shows up in. Um, you you jump off. Uh, the sense of scale in this game is pretty great. Sometimes the, the game will zoom out really far, especially if you like hit a giant ramp, and uh, uh-huh. that's the best thing to use Skyfall for is just launching off these giant ramps and and knocking into the buildings. It's definitely pretty cool. It's it's definitely like it doesn't make sense. Like some of the vehicles don't technically make sense, oh, no. but you're right. They had to do it to create these different gameplay elements, and it's pretty cool. Uh, the J bomb is the yellow cyborg with twin rockets on its back. I like that one. This is the one that you crash down from above, right? Yeah, and you can actually uh, you power it up with your rockets. You kind of uh, fly up into the air, and you can knock buildings over. You don't even have to be at the top of the building, which is what I thought at first. You can kind of just. Sidle alongside the building, be right alongside it, and just knock it down that way if you just crash into it. Uh, But, yeah, that's one of the more fun vehicles, in my opinion. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's definitely a cool one. The Cyclone suit is a gold-colored robot. Um, One of its arms is longer than the other. Is that the one that rolls? Oh, it's the flip and roll one. That one's pretty fun. Yeah, I liked it. I actually liked both robots, to be honest. Yeah. There were actually, I think, three. So there's also Cyclone and there's... uh, Thunderfist, who I love because he's got one giant arm and one tiny arm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we got to Thunderfist. He does a kind of a somersault. That's when we did. Yeah, we played that one. That's what oh, it rolls. Okay, that must be the Cyclone suit. Cyclone says, suit does like a, a tumble, weird tumble type move. Oh, well, I don't know the difference between a tumble and a cyclone. I, I don't. <laughs> that's according to the instruction manual. I, I can't recall. I think <laughs> they just they do uh, their moves slightly differently. Okay. Well, the one that I like the most is when I jump up in the air and crush down in the buildings. Yes. <laughs> okay. According to this, the Thunderfist is similar to the Cyclone suit, um, except he rolls much like Donkey Kong in Donkey Kong Country 1. Yes. There you go. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we did play him. The Ballista is the motorcycle with the dual missile launchers. 
Um, that's the three wheel thing you're talking about. It's not yep. really a motorcycle. Oh, I guess it's a uh, two wheels. I thought it was three wheels. Oh yeah, I guess so. It's just missiles on the side. It doesn't. Really, it doesn't really look like a motorcycle to me, because I didn't know yeah. it was that until you just said that. It's kind of hard to control, but it's really fun shooting missiles. Yeah, so, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and then uh, you've the, all the, got the various cars that. Yeah, the. Fine. Is there any use to these besides to get from point A to point B? Uh, <laughs> no, not right. Not that I can think of. It's just that you know you can unlock um, different ones as you play the game further, and some of them look pretty cool. Uh, you know, I, I like the van, the black van with the red trim. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. And then like Did the they American, described it as the Mr. T van. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Mr. T van, and then you got the American Dream <laughs> car, which just makes me think yeah. of uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah. Da, 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 da. Um, and then I guess you count these. There's also the train, the boat, and the crane, which are like huge vehicles that um, are on a defined path. You can't yeah. really just take the, them anywhere you want. Like, like especially using the train, uh, there's that one level you did where you had to use both a train and a boat. Oh yeah. In order to actually create a path for the that was really cool. Yeah, which actually kind of changed the gameplay up just a little bit. And I thought that was really neat. That was a very uh, puzzle level. Yeah, you had yeah. to actually make a path using the, the large vehicles. What were you about to say, Aaron? Oh, I was going to say was the only frustration I had with the, the giant vehicles like the train and the boat is that they tend to move a little bit slower to the point to where I saw a speed run someone did where like they just bypassed an area where you needed the train and they just uh, somehow hopped their car onto the train tracks and just went for it so huh. yeah that, that's the only issue i ever had with the train was just like oh man can this train move any faster yeah, <laughs> yeah it does feel slow compared to the rest of the game but it's not uh, a huge issue there's just so much variety in this game that uh mm-hmm. you know you you might get frustrated at first but you'll kind of learn the vehicles but the one i guess we were saving for last was uh backlash yes yeah. and there's a lot of backlash against this vehicle so I'll explain how it works, then uh, we'll let Aaron go first, because he had the most history of the game. I'm curious what his thoughts back then were. So Backlash is a dump truck. A giant dump truck. One of those giant dump trucks you see like in huge logging forests that are the size of, like a a person. It was the size of of some of the buildings that are in the game. Yeah. When you have to dump dump a giant load, I mean... (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This is like after Chinese how I buffet. The, how I this is the, the kind show. of truck you would drive. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Richard Bliss, when you have to uh, drop a giant load, that's the okay. show. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Family friendly. But now guys. the errands on it, it's a little better. So to keep it classy, <laughs> the thing about this dump truck is he it, started do- it. it doesn't work like the bulldozer. <laughs> you can not You can ram into things, but it doesn't really work. You have to use the RL button to do like a power slide to power slide into buildings. Yeah. And it's fun when it works, but man, it's frustrating when this giant missile's coming at you and you're under time pressure. It's just very frustrating. To me, it's the most useless vehicle, but it's also probably the one that would be the most fun to master in a way. But it's really frustrating to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it is frustrating um, at first, and then especially once you learn how to... It, and I think they had kind of borrowed that from, if I understood right, from Mario Kart. Uh, yeah, once you learn how to really drift and, and slide into the vehicles, it does become fun. Uh, but it's so frustrating. The worst thing about it is if you just try to take on a building, if you just miss your, your drift and you take on a building head on, it's, it's the most slow, uh, building destruction because oh. you're kind of like a woodpecker tapping into the building. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is the part that really, I guess, upset me is you have this giant vehicle which literally in the game is the same size as some of the buildings you're trying to knock over, 
And unless you're doing a drift into it, you're not going to knock it over. That is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one thing I can say about that is um, if you hit a ramp, that'll let you knock the building over too. So if you if you oh, jump on a ramp, tr- uh, so you can do you can do a jump, and it's almost like a combo. You combo into it, so you do a jump into the building, and then you uh, you know hold the R button and, and slide from there. You can do some more destruction. So you just got to play around with it some. That would it's, be fun. It's I hated it because it caused us to die so many times, but it actually was. It's satisfying. It was once pretty you, cool. If you can, it is, uh, yeah. And and the problem the last time I played it was I, I forgot about the LR functionality, and so oh. I was just doing the um, the side swiping just on its own. And I was like, man, why am I not doing such a great job here? And uh, <laughs> and then yeah, you guys remind me like, oh yeah, I forgot. But it's not terrible. Uh, it, it, I would say it's divisive amongst players of the game. But uh, once you really get used to it, it's not so bad. Well, I honestly hated it. <laughs> <laughs> so Aaron's on one side. I'm yeah. I'm undecided. Yeah. I, I kind of enjoy it and I kind of hate it. Johnny's pretty decided. <laughs> that actually literally made me uh, question the controls of the game. <laughs> <laughs> so Aaron, let's let's let you settle this once for all because I think we can agree that Aaron's smarter than us. Um, Wait, wait, I let's talk about Yeah, he is. I, yeah. I do live in Texas, so I don't know. Well, we live in Everything's North bigger there, including That's brains. Right. So. Yeah. Um, so, Johnny says that I defend games too much that have bad controls. No, 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 no. Now, I you say, didn't say this game has bad controls, but... I said you're a Nintendo apologist. Okay, so... According to you, they never do anything wrong. That's definitely not true. <laughs> That's so, because said. this game's on a Nintendo system, Johnny thinks I'm defending the controls. I said the controls can be frustrating, but I think they're very intentional. I don't think they were... They're mostly fair. Mostly. I just think, yeah, they're just different and can be frustrating, but I don't think they're bad in it. Now, let me me be clear real quick. I love the Nintendo 64. My favorite wrestling games are on the Nintendo 64. Okay, by far. You're sidestepping the issue. But what I'm trying to say is the controller is so odd and different compared to other controllers. I don't think the controller has any blame with this game. No, you're let me get done. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Except that if you played it, if you probably if you played the rare replay version, you would probably appreciate that you've got like a, a second analog stick just for the camera angles. That's yeah. true. The cameras were not my favorite part about. This I think game. they're kind yeah. of stiff, but that was just because that's how games were designed at that time. If they right. even got yeah. an option. To do camera yeah. angles, usually they were mapped to the L and R buttons of a controller. So the point I was trying to say is, like, no one would ever say a Mario game has bad controls, no matter what the controller is like. Yeah. But it seems to me, like, sometimes when you're used, to, it's probably just more that I'm used to holding controllers that are more conventional. Modern, yeah. Well, even even conventional, like, oh, yeah, like Sega NES, Genesis yeah, and all those had way different controls from this yeah. one. It kind of, it, your hand placement is different. It's odd. It's almost oh, like yeah. you're holding a gun, almost. And you got that trigger. I constantly wanted to keep hitting the Z button by accident. Well, it feels like a gun, yeah. So you want to hit yeah. the Z button, which so takes you out all, of the vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> I hit it all the time, and I kept constantly getting out of my dang car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that was kind of frustrating having the Z button get in and out of your vehicle. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think any of that. I don't think the N sixty four controllers to blame for anything about this game's controls. I think they made the game they intended to make. But I'm going to agree with you that I think some of the controls could have been sharpened up. But maybe it's also just a product of its times too. Um, but yeah, Over, it wasn't to a point where I couldn't play the game. But yeah, I played much worse controls on games. Our yeah. our lousiness with the controls of some of the vehicles yeah. did cause us to lose. Okay, listen, let me be fair, Aaron. I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm not good at most things, right? Including this and just trying to live a life <laughs> in general. And 
it comes over and over again. If the controls are just a little, if, if I'm having a tough time with a game, I don't know. I just want to blame the controls. So I feel better about myself. <laughs> with that level of honesty, I don't know how we can continue this argument. So. <laughs> well, it's, it's especially true when you're doing like a head to head fighting game and you're losing really bad. The controls in this yeah. game stink. Yeah. 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 <laughs> with that being said, oh, <laughs> there's something I found and I meant to try out and yeah. I forgot. So. Aaron, maybe you tried this before. Apparently, there's a Z button trick where if you ride up right beside a building where your guy's not able to get out of the vehicle, but you keep pressing the Z button so he tries to get out, it'll knock the building down. Ah, I remember this trick, but it's been so long since I've heard of it. You're, you're kind of reminding me of it. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember, yeah. I think, like reading about it in a magazine or something. My friend I might have try that pulled yeah. it off. That's great. So I don't know if it's a legit way to cheat or if it just works every now and then, but but it did apparently remove it from the power release, so apparently it was something. But yeah, other than that, um, I did find the game was very critically acclaimed for its time. Like I was curious what critics would have thought about this game, but it had a Metacritic score of ninety. I know, like IGN, I think gave it a. Wait a minute, IGN wasn't around then, were they? Or were they? Yeah, I don't remember. I think they've been IGN, around for a little longer than you think. Uh, I think they've been around since at least ninety-seven. Yeah, they've okay. been around for quite a while. Well, they gave it a 9.5 whenever they reviewed it. What did EGM give? That's the magazine I they always read. They gave it a 35 out of 40, so that would have been like 9.9. I forgot how, odd, I forgot how odd EGM was when scoring <laughs> yeah, things. Nine, nine, yeah, 9.998, something like that. Yeah. But I love that I love that dumb magazine. Yeah. Um, well, let's, They were less yeah. dumb than GamePro at the time, I will say. Oh, I agree with Oh, that. yeah. They had some crazy reviews on GamePro. <laughs> so, I guess... What did you guys think of the, of the music and the sounds in this game? I thought the sounds were, were what they needed to be. Yeah, I mean, I mean how much, up. it just depends on uh, how much you like uh, Cotton Eye Joe. And <laughs> oh, my goodness, yeah. <laughs> That's what I, like, the first level of the game, I'm like, man, this reminds me of Cotton Eye Joe. But uh, yeah. there, there is a huge variety in the music. You've got some, like, almost like 70s funk music um, uh-huh. and, you know, some more uh, techno-y type stuff. But I, I thought the variety was pretty great. There were some really epic tunes, too, that were like um, – like a movie score almost. Yeah, I think that was one I appreciated most because it was kind of it was kind of funny with how goofy the game is, but it's yeah. cool. The Cotton Eye Joe was just almost intentionally bad. I'm going to give them a little bit of credit there. <laughs> I think just the banjo <laughs> um, and then the uh, yeah. Uh, what, what's it called? The uh, the, the jaw harp. <laughs> boing yeah. boing boing boing. Time to get moving. So I'll never. <laughs> I don't know if Aaron's going to be making like. Um, uh, a chiptune soundtrack with music from this game anytime soon, but <laughs> if that's even possible, but but it's okay. It, oh, there's, it's there's pretty such good. A thing as chiptune country. Trust me. There's. Oh my goodness! Someone, someone's I, making that's it. terrifying. I strangely want to hear it. Yes, there is a country artist who I saw. I had to find his music again, but he was using a Game Boy along with his guitar. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give a little credit. So I, I give the music. I, it was inventive. It wasn't. It wasn't like everything else out there, but I don't think I'm going to be humming I anything. I, I would give game. it about uh, two out of three banjo strings. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I'd give it probably 1.75 banjo strings out of three. <laughs> I would give it half of a full set of teeth and a couple of more teeth on top. Okay, so, so that's a lot of teeth. Yeah, out so of how many would, sets of teeth? Though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one and a half out of three, two. I don't know. I mean, these are great scores. <laughs> They're fantastic. The music's fine. Yeah. I'm glad and we the, did this. <laughs> the voice acting is is funny. Like 
goofy, I guess. Yeah. Time to get moving, it said yeah. quite a bit. Yes, by and the she's game, so proud of you. and by characters yeah. in the game. Yeah, danger, yeah. it said a lot. Um, what does that warning. one guy said? Are you running away? Is that what he's saying? Warning. Yeah, warning. That's what he says. Yeah. One guy says warning a lot. Um, the the people that are in the other buildings that you save oh, yeah. by knocking the building down, which makes no sense to me, but you're saving <laughs> them by doing this. They say something, but I don't remember what it was. Help, help, help. Oh, help, yeah. Help. <laughs> I'm going to put that together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a smart person. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, the... Is there anything else you want to say about the game itself? Um, uh, about the game itself, uh, I would say the journey is more fun than the destination. There's no big story ending or anything like that. You're just going to have fun playing the game and trying to complete everything, um, especially yeah. trying to get you know you try to get everything gold and then platinum. You know you unlock more and more cool little bonus stages and things. So. Uh, that, that's really what I have to say, you know, especially for Rare's first game on the system. I think it definitely beats Rare's first game on the NES or the Super Nintendo or the Sega Genesis for that matter, where they just put out ports. Or the Xbox games. 360. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, I, I own Perfect Dark Zero and it has not aged well oh, at all. Oh, me too. Not aged well I was so all. excited to play that game because it was co-op and me and my brother were going to play through it. And it was, it was hard even back then to, to sit through it. <laughs> Anyways, um, so well, I guess we can go into our final score. Well, I was going to mention that apparently there's 57 levels, which sounds pretty impressive, but I don't know. That might include all the bonus levels and things. I'm not sure. I think so. It probably does, but still quite a bit of content and there. Considering I'd say. that you yeah. do you know time trials and you try to beat your times and everything. Yeah, there there is re- this game does have a bit of replay value because of all that. Yeah. I would say, and since I'm one of those guys, if if you have a like the reason I love those Lego games is there's so much stuff to collect. Like, since I know this yeah. has a lot of that, I'd probably go back and play it again just for oh, that. Yeah. Well, speaking so. of that, uh, do you want to go and go to our final scores? Yeah, I can go first. Okay. Uh, this game, when I was playing it, I was telling Trevor, this would be hard for me to score. Because just looking at it, I mean, it looks fine. There's nothing wrong with how it looks, yeah. but it's very dated. It's it's a it's a uh, object of its time when it comes to how it looks. <laughs> the music is just average at best for me. And the controls on some of the vehicles, not all of them, were very iffy. In my in my taste for me, but I'm not good at things like I said. Um, I mean, you should, that's what I say on my dating profile. <laughs> so, uh, but I really love how much they put into this game, and just the fact that it's a a puzzle game where you're blowing stuff up, and that just sounds fun to me. I could see myself going back and playing this again and again, just like just to like blow 15 minutes of a, if I have some time to kill. This right. is a perfect game for that, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to give this a seven and a half out of ten. I really liked it. I could go back and play it, and at seven and a half, is it's that high because of how much fun I had playing this. I'm glad that Aaron suggested this game. I never played it before, but I definitely already want to play it again. Right, uh, Aaron, do you want to go next? Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. I guess I could go uh, and say about an eight point five out of ten, and I rate it that high mostly because if I try to compare it to my other favorite games for the N64, um. It, I can really only name about five to ten other games in that category. Uh, and just overall, even if it's not really a looker anymore, uh, the, I think the gameplay is really solid. There's a fantastic loop of just trying to clear the, the whole level uh, and then you know try to beat your score and beat your time. That uh, There's kind of an arcade aspect to it that I feel like is lost today. 
that no one has quite captured that that you find in this game. It's it, it's still unique. No one really took this gameplay and ran with it. Um, so, you know, I think the music is a little cheesy in parts, but uh, overall pretty solid. Um, and you know, I thought it was a nice touch to have like the little pre-rendered people pop out in the. Uh, I thought the sound effects were really solid and the physics and everything. So for me, it's a, it's an eight point five. You know, maybe if we were trying to judge it by today's standards, maybe an eight. But uh, yeah, that's my score. Yeah, and th- this is where things do get tricky because we've always said that we do review games. I mean, that's sort of the gist of our stupid podcast: is we sit down. <laughs> we're we, not going to knock our oh, podcast yeah. out anymore. Remember, we're supposed to be kind to our podcast. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we've been so, in therapy. This amazing <laughs> podcast with amazing guests. <laughs> there we go. Um, we play games today and then record the episode usually within minutes. And so we're reviewing it based on how fun it is today. Yeah. Now we're not going to be unfair. Of course, the graphics aren't going to have as many polygons. But does it actually hold up? So nostalgia plays a part, but we try to actually review it based on today. And I'm really having a hard time coming up with a score. I feel like you both hit on both sides of what I'm thinking. Um, I think if you I give think, it a little more time, too, that'll help also. That That's the thing I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, to be fair, we did play, so what, a little over an hour? That's how long we well, played? We probably played about an hour and a half today, yeah. which I thought would be plenty because, I mean, we cover a lot of NES games, and you can – you can nail usually those, see everything. Most of those, yeah, yeah er- everything they have to offer. Yeah, um, which I think my score could change. I think it's one. That, I know it's one I'm going to come back to. It's got replay value. I'm so glad that I have it. Um, I think I would have loved it, you know, back in its prime. And I think it holds up pretty well. I don't think it's as good as it was in '97, but I think it holds up pretty well. Certainly better than some other N64 games we might be covering at some point. Um. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be ridiculous and go seven point nine five because that eight, that <laughs> eight is so cross. hard to cross. Yeah, no, it's it, so it, hard to cross, especially but. because you know you covered so many LGN LJN games. So yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, this is head and kind of out of whack anyway. Yeah. So right, these are headed. This game's head and shoulders above an LJN game. <laughs> but for a game from '97 that has 3D graphics, which to me just often don't hold up at all. Right. Um, that's pretty high. It's a pretty cool game. I think we can all agree that this game, at the least, is what every game should be, and that's fun. Yeah. And speaking of, it's it goes for about ten bucks. And so yeah, it's worth it all day long. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. worth ten bucks all day long. Yeah. It's a bargain at that price. Yeah. I so this is officially Retro Bliss approved, and uh, maybe we'll say uh, part of Genesis Gems approved. Almost Gen Gem approved. <laughs> I don't know. If, can we legally use it's that, or do we have to pay yeah. for that? I'll say it's a gem. There we it's go. a gym. Let's lay the gavel down. It's a retro And I'm a gym. Johnny. It's a Johnny. <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, now it's time for us, Aaron, to pay the bills real quick. Yeah. And by that, I mean we're going to roll an old commercial that we don't even know what it is yet because we haven't heard it. Sounds good. You know who lives in the third dimension. You know who is in control. Freedom. 
There it was, Trevor. Yeah. What'd you think? That was a good commercial. That was amazing. What'd you think of that commercial? It happened so yeah, fast, I thought so. like in a blink of an eye. Yeah, we're, we're going to get good cash off that commercial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> good cash. Good is cash. That a, is that a term? It is now. <laughs> so, Aaron, uh, we apologize. Yes. Oh, yeah. What if good cash just means? Because his songs are good, so it's good cash. Good cash, yeah. I like it. I'm on board. That's Johnny approved. <laughs> yes. Just because your name's Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> so... Aaron, we uh, you probably know we like to end the episode with a with a little game that we like to call the Blitz Quiz. The way this is going to work is you guys are going to be competing against each other. Usually me and Johnny just both come up with questions, but I'm going to be the one asking the questions, and uh, we'll just see who wins. Got it. <laughs> That's usually how a quiz show works, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like it. So, uh, I'm just going to be honest. I know that... How can I say this nicely? He's going to put me down. Uh, Aaron, you <laughs> might have slightly, and I just mean slightly, the tiniest edge over Johnny when it comes to video game history, knowledge... So I tried to go all over the place. With you could actually technically still be right when you I mean, just you took could, out the word video you game. You can just be like, yeah. <laughs> how many lights were on the first building you encounter in the first level? It you know, it just totally screwed me over. You can just look at me and say, Johnny, you have a nice personality. Yeah. So Johnny, uh, I like your sense of humor. Thank you. So, all right. So the first question, and um, who's going first? Let's see. Let me think. Let's have Aaron go first on this one. And Aaron, just so you know, I haven't seen these questions at all either. So we're in the same boat. I trust you. No, Johnny. Johnny, you go first on this one. Okay. All right. right. So, and just whoever's closer is going to get it. He, so, was, he was writing these down in the car as we were going to go get Chinese <laughs> yeah. food. We, we, I wanted to keep playing the game because I was just, <laughs> wanting, I was really getting into it. So yeah, the demolition of the Seattle Kingdom, okay. um, which, you know, was a big, huge uh, sports, sports arena yeah. okay. in Seattle. It was built in 1976 and demolished in the year 2000 uh-huh. because the roof panels kept falling in. <laughs> okay. Um, this was a massive, massive building. Uh, the result of this demolition was 125,000 tons of concrete falling to the ground. All right. Uh, 4,000 pounds of explosives were used. So, Johnny, the question is, how much was the contract for uh, for the company that demolished the site? How much money were they paid to demolish this kingdom? Okay. And Do I get choices or am I just going to make up a number? Nope, you got to make up a number. Make up a number? Make up a number. I'm going to make up a number. And actually, Aaron, what you're going to have to do is guess higher or lower. So Johnny wants to get as close as he can to make a heart on you. Uh, oh. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with... Uh, goodness. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 600000 All right, Aaron, <laughs> all you have to do is guess higher or lower than $600,000 to blow up the kingdom. One million. So he's guessing higher. That would be higher. It was most certainly higher. It was $9 million. Okay, so I was a little yeah. off. <laughs> Apparently, this was a really big deal because with the 125,000 tons of concrete, it would have shaken the earth so much that it would ruin their water supply and everything else. So apparently, yeah. this was a big deal. Water supply. $9 million to tear up a building Ooh. that was only around for 24 years. That's pretty rough. <laughs> um, that's, so he's got a point. So that's one for Aaron. And uh, then we have question number two. 
And this time, Aaron, you're going to answer, and Johnny's going to guess higher or lower. Okay. okay. Uh, shoes on the other so, foot, Aaron. <laughs> oh, man. So, Aaron, you know the, the IMDB.com where they rank movies on a 1 to 10 scale? Uh, yeah, but I don't want to give them free press. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. So, so what was the IMDB score for the movie Blast from the Past? 1999 starring Brendan Fraser. And, and I'm going to give you <laughs> I'm going to give you a little uh, uh blurb from the movie. This film is about a naive man who comes out into the world after spending 35 years in a nuclear fallout shelter. So what was the IMDb score uh for this movie? And I just need to throw out a number, right? Yep, from I guess 0 to 10 and then Johnny's just going to guess higher uh, or lower. I'm just going to go ahead and throw out a, a good solid 6.5. Oh my gosh! Okay, blessed from the past, Brandon Fraser. Don't forget, it also had. Uh... God, why can't I think of his name? I feel like I've seen this before. I'm gonna pull it back up because I actually you know I'm, uh, it like an uh, idiot. yeah. It's making me think of Encino Man, but okay, that's a different so, movie. So it's the guy who says, "I've got a fever," and the only Christopher Walken. There you go, Christopher oh, Walken. Oh yeah, Christopher Walken. Yeah. yeah. Also, Sissy Spacek, Alicia Silver, Alicia Silverstone. Stone. Yes, Silverstone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't pull up that girl. Yeah, that girl. Yeah, so it's got some names in it. It's it's basically Fallout the movie. Yeah, what year did this come out? Nineteen ninety nine. Okay, that's kind of the height, if I remember right, of Brendan Fraser uh, fame. He was in almost everything around that time. He was in Encino Man, Mummy. Uh, that he was in the Mummy and the Mummy Returns. Right. Um, Aaron gets six point five. He said six point five. I don't. I've seen this movie once, if I'm thinking right, and I don't remember very much about it, so I'm going to go lower. Well, let me say that Aaron had an amazing guess. Uh, it was 6.6. Oh, dead gun. Which means Aaron was, Johnny's wrong. Aaron gets a point. <laughs> I just, so, like, critical reception yeah. at the time. I remember, yeah, this movie, it's not bad. You know, this is what I remember. Is like, it wasn't, like, a bad movie. So I still movie. have a chance, right? It had a pretty decent right, script just, to it. It's just, it's just kind of okay, apparently, yeah. according to most people. Yeah. So, so Aaron has two points. Aaron has two points. Johnny, time to catch up. There's uh-huh. five questions and all. Oh, good. I can, I can It'd be really nice up. if uh, it's close, you know. More exciting. You know, if this was Retro Obscura and we were still doing this, uh, the loser would have to sing a song. All right. Remember, this is your fault. That's punishment for <laughs> me, though. So. And our listeners. So, yes. <laughs> so this time, we're going to do it a little different. I want you both to write down an answer or have it in your head. I, I, we're going to use the honor code here. Uh, I'm going to give you three choices, and I need you, fi- need you to find the bargain. So you need to find the cheapest item of these three items. Okay. So I just went on eBay about an hour ago, and I found three items that had something to do with blast or core or something like that. <laughs> Sounds like some uh, heavy-duty exercise there. Yeah. <laughs> blast your cores. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, the first item was the cheapest sealed copy of this game that I could find. So Blast Corps for the N64, the cheapest new sealed copy I could find. Uh, a Traxxas Blast RC boat. This is a remote-controlled boat called the Blast. Or a new, I'm sorry, a used TNT Barbie. And that stands for Twist and Turn. Okay, so which one of those is the cheapest? <laughs> so which is the cheapest? Ooh. A used Twist and Turn Barbie, a Traxxas Blast RC boat, or the cheapest sealed copy I could find of this game? Hmm. So, Aaron, would you have your answer? Let me know. Johnny's writing okay. his down. So, the cheapest, in my opinion, is probably the RC thing. Okay. So, Aaron says RC. What did you say, Johnny? I said the Barbie. The Barbie. 
You're both completely wrong. No way. I knew it would be the Dagon game. I knew <laughs> oh, it. Oh, <laughs> this game just doesn't hold its value. What's up with that? So, to be fair, I was I a little bit I thought it was jerk. a VGA graded, maybe. <laughs> well, no, there were two VGA graded for hundreds of dollars. <sighs> um, like $600. But this one was pretty beat up. <laughs> but it was still technically sealed. And it was 80 bucks. Um, it was a pretty rough looking box, but it was still sealed. So, uh, yeah. The Traxxas boat was 150 so you were second closest, Aaron. Okay. Oh, no. And then Johnny's <laughs> Twist and Turn Barbie was $230. Wow. That's gracious. People and it looked like it had been beat up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. um, so nobody got one there, so it's two to nothing still for Aaron. Right, I still got this. So, Johnny, you need to get both the last ones right. Come on, Johnny. Okay, I'm on top of it. So which game was not developed by Rare? And okay. I'm sorry, Johnny, but Aaron might have an event Aaron's going to win this one. So which game was not developed by Rare? And here's how this is going to work. Um... Shout out your name as soon as you think you know. There's five choices, and if you're wrong, and you, you shout it out before I read them all off, you're basically giving the other person an advantage. Gotcha. But if you're right, then you get it right. Gotcha. You got it, Aaron? Yes, sir. All right. So, which game was not developed by Rare? Jeopardy for the NES, 1988. Wheel of Fortune for the NES, 1988. What was that first game again, you said? Jeopardy. Oh, okay. Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune... Banjo-Kazooie in 64, lowball. Um, <laughs> Space Station Zebra for the ZX Spectrum, 1983. Mickey's Racing Adventure for the N64. Oh, sorry. Sorry, hold on, let me finish. I messed up. Mickey's Racing Adventure for the Game Boy Color, 1999. Aaron. All right, you still, all right what is it? It's the ZX Spectrum game. Yep. I'm, you know what's weird is I kind of had a feeling it was that one. That, that's I mean, I was like, of. he's going <laughs> to throw in a super duper trick one here uh, because most people don't know the games that they rare. Well, that and they weren't called rare when they made games for the, the X-Spectrum. Anyway. To, to be honest, I tried to be tricky. Um, I did pick a UK developer basically for the ZX Spectrum. But yeah, they, they I don't think they were making games under that name then, were they? So this last question is worth 20 points, right? So Aaron has three to nothing. Uh-huh. This last question is worth 50 points. All right. Okay. So I can keep... <laughs> I'm holding a ZX Spectrum game. Well, it's actually this a tape a fair... right now. I'm, I'm looking oh, at Oh, sweet. I would really love to play on a real uh, ZX Spectrum system. I don't think I'll ever own one. I don't know if that's even practical anymore. But uh, You just got to find a CRT that does PAL, which I found at Goodwill like for uh, five bucks. Well, sweet. So this last question is a little bit open-ended. Okay. So you might want to listen carefully. I'm going to give you both a chance to respond. And uh, is this like the essay question? This what sounds like. <laughs> sort of, yeah. <laughs> and Aaron, since you're in the lead, before I read the question, I'm going to let you choose if you go first or Johnny goes first before I read the question. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll go first. Let Johnny be the okay. Johnny come lately. He's, give, he's giving okay. me a chance. So basically. <laughs> Uh, there's a train, and it's barreling down the tracks, and it's coming right at the nuclear vehicle. Yes. Um, and, of course, you need to stop it somehow or save the nuclear vehicle. What are you going to do? All of you see in your surroundings is a bulldozer, a small car, and a giant mech. What are you going to do? And uh, I'll basically judge who has a better answer. Okay, so the, the, the train, are you... Can I ask you questions here? Sure. Uh, so is the... Are you operating the train, or is someone else operating the train? The train is moving slowly, um, and you are standing near it, but you're not operating it. You're standing near it. So how are you standing near it if it's moving? Are you saying that you're walking alongside it? 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Just making that very clear. <laughs> and although it's moving very slowly, the uh, missile car is stupid and isn't going to stop in time, obviously. Okay. Because so, it stops for no one. So, um, my first instinct would probably just be to grab a vehicle and jump out ahead of the train and then try to uh, commandeer the train and kind of pull an Arnold Schwarzenegger and just <laughs> get out. I need the vehicle and just throw them out and, and you know, stop it. But it's, if we're using video game logic, I would probably honestly just grab the giant mech, the, the one that flies and just do a butt stomp on him and uh, okay. crush the train okay. in the membrane. Johnny. Because I'm insane. <laughs> so, so this is what I would do. Right? I, I put a lot of thought into this. Oh, great! For the past two seconds, so I would get in that giant mech, right? Mm-hmm. And since I'm assuming that this mech can fly, I'm going to fly up in the air and look at my surroundings, and mm-hmm. I'm going to assume, because I mean, this is these are everywhere that there's a whole bunch of sheep, like over on some field out yonder ways. And I'm going to fly out and get all these sheep, all of them. I mean, I'm going to count them to the point where I fall asleep, and then I wake up again. Uh-huh. And then I fly back to where the train is holding all these sheep, and I'm going to put them right down on the train track in front of, a, a, like, right there in its way. Uh-huh. And then this train's going to come to a very pillow-like soft stop because there's so many sheep there, and they're very soft. Have you ever felt a sheep? That's where we get our shirts from. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So now one, it's okay. You can just in the just wear in the spir- wool, right? Just wool. Yeah. In the spirit of retro bliss, you're both wrong. <laughs> um, of course. I'm not giving anybody the points, although Aaron was close. Oh, I was listening to Retro Bliss while I was doing this. Yes. Uh, apparently, heard. neither of you played this game because you can't hurt the train. No, you can't. Aaron was about right. You just get in the train and stop it, obviously. That's what the sheep were doing. They weren't hurting the train. So, Aaron, you were close. So, I'm going to give you a pat on the back. And Johnny. Slap in the face. I'm, I'm going to replace you. Aaron's going to be my new co-host. Well, you know, I would be so. mad at that, but I would understand. Right. So Aaron wins three to zero. We'd probably get more people listening to us. <laughs> what? I try to promote you guys. I do. Well, good, because we do a terrible job, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing any well, pants. Speaking of promoting, um, I guess we can announce, because we already kind of have, we're going to be on the Genesis Gems podcast soon. Absolutely. We so think. That's cool. And unless they listen to this and they're like, let's not have those guys. What could possibly go <laughs> yeah. wrong? Yeah. It's going to go it's great. Like, oh, everything. Yeah. Well, they'll probably just have one of us, and I'm pretty sure that that would be Aaron because he's already on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The other guys couldn't make it. Uh, I keep ignoring their Skype calls for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> They've called 45 times. It must be a glitch. Yeah. We're very needy. We're a very needy podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, so that was the Bliss Quiz. It kind of ended with the whimper. Sorry. I, that wasn't a whimper. You just didn't want to give me the win because yeah, no. I played this well. You tell me that my idea was terrible. It was terrible. Oh, okay. But, uh, hey, Aaron, we really enjoyed having you on, and I'm looking forward to being on Genesis Gems and bringing that show down a few notches. <laughs> well, boy, yeah, howdy. I, I agree tell with you what. It's going to happen. <laughs> We love ourselves. Yes. Uh, so that's that was Blast Corpse for the Nintendo 64. Uh, all three of us give it a thumbs up. Yep. Definitely should try to play it at some point. Um, Aaron, where can people find you and your uh, endeavors? Oh, okay. So you can always find me over at Genesis Gems. Of course, we have a group page on Facebook. You can find me if you ever just want to uh, see what I'm up to. I'm on Instagram and Twitter, uh, just under Diagamblic, which is... Let me just kind of spell that out for you. Uh, 
D like <laughs> David, I A like Apple, B like boy. Uh, no, I'm I'm not even spelling it right. <laughs> it's diagamblic. <laughs> it's D like David, I A G like George, A like Apple, M like Mary, uh, B like boy, L I C like Charles, or just look up Diad D Y A Aaron Hickman. You'll find me eventually. I'm sorry for making your life a, a nightmare. Uh, so yeah. Whenever I want to look for Aaron's music, I just go to Google and type DYA. Yeah, uh, that's the easiest way. Uh, music, yeah. it comes right up, and you're one of the results that comes and up. You'll yeah, pull it's me one, up one of the main uh, ones. I've, I've got a bunch of stuff on Bandcamp, and uh, I I do yeah. chip tune and video game music, and and otherwise, uh, I'm a pianist by trade, but uh, I also compose music and do all that fun stuff. Yo, I highly recommend it. He he's really good. This music's great. It's really good for me. Because I'm actually, I don't know if Trevor knows this or not, but I'm an artist. Uh-huh. And I like to listen to music while I'm drawing. And this is, it was great to listen to. And you can find my art at johnnyinsman 28 on Instagram. Woohoo! Well, I have no talents. Um, but. That's not true. You have blue eyes. You know what? You I run the. be a trivia game show host, I think. Yeah. I oh, think yeah. So. Especially with that last question. I have the hairline yeah, for it, too. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> yeah. You actually wow, might have wow. too much hair, actually, to be honest. Yeah. The. Uh, I do run the Instagram for Retro Blist, so right. go to Instagram and look for Retro Blist. I post something used to every day. Sometimes I get lazy now, but I try to post something every day. Um, we also have a Facebook page at Retro Blist. I basically ignore Twitter um, because Cause Twitter ignores us. Because it ignores us. I yeah. think I do something wrong there. I'm not sure what. Yeah, but <laughs> sometimes we'll post on Twitter. Yeah. Also, but don't get your hopes. Please up. go to iTunes. And do what Aaron did because he's a great person, and leave us a five star review. Yeah. Even if you hate us, yeah, just be out of the kindness of your heart. Give us five stars so that I can quit crying myself to sleep at night. Yeah, well, actually, that probably wouldn't stop it. I'd have other reasons to cry myself to sleep, but it would help. So we're gonna let Aaron out of the dungeon as soon as we have a new five star review. Yeah, and until then, uh, until then, Aaron, I'm sorry, but uh, I guess we're holding you hostage now. You slides, can't do. Can't yeah. do any other shows. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Genesis Gems. My, I'm sorry. Did you read my review. I forget. Yes. Yes. Oh, let's reread. Let's read it real quick. Show. Let's yeah. go out on this. This is a great way to go out. We have a new review from who knows who. It's just yeah. totally. Let's just look at it randomly random, now. Yeah. Like this wasn't brought up at all. Oh, this must be a new <laughs> fan or something. Yeah. There's no way that this is. I bet Trevor. Let me play it like this. I bet we don't have a new review. I'm so depressed. Nobody likes no. us. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, this is a horrible. Life. Wait a minute. What? There's a new review from Aaron Hickman. What? You don't say. A.K.A. Die Gamblick. I never heard of this person. He says, the next Tony Hawk. <gasps> I love Tony Hawk. <laughs> Simply the best retro gaming podcast featuring two middle-aged white dudes with funny accents. Wait, we're middle-aged? Funny accents. Wait, middle-aged? What's he talking about? I don't know. Tell you what. Wait, uh, mid-30s middle-aged? Sure. Well, with that For one, us, probably well over middle-aged. That's, that's middle-aged. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, with our... our Decisions we make in life and what we eat, they're probably not too far <laughs> off. <laughs> it brings new meaning to phrases like no scope 360 headshot ponage. Yeah, that's what I say all the time. And shut up, Grandma. That's, I'll feed you when I feel like it. I put that on my dating profile. <laughs> the best retro game podcast, five out of seven, which I guess is sort of like four stars. I'll take know. it. But he still uh, gave us five. But he gave us five stars. You got to so look he's, that he's, up sometime. Just Google five out of seven and you'll, you'll figure it out what that means. Oh, no. Oh, I like that. We've got a homework mm-hmm, assignment. You do. So... <laughs> His review says the next Tony Hawk, and I'll be honest, I didn't really get what he meant. 
And then I went back and listened to one of our older episodes and realized that that's something we said. <laughs> well, we thought something the next Tony Hawk. I think you said we were the next Tony Hawk. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have yeah. terrible memories. <laughs> I say a lot of things. Yeah. Just in general. People will quote my like, content back at me, and I'm like, what? I said that? What? Oh, I get that all the time. We've said some really dumb things on the show. Like, I think yeah. on our Mario Brothers 3 episode, which was a big episode, we said that Mario Brothers 3 was almost 20 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I meant almost 30. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. But, yeah. We don't do math. I just either. think math, about when the wizard came out, and that's how I calculate it. Yeah. That's a good idea. Well, yeah. I've enjoyed this. Um, Have you? <laughs> I don't know if Aaron will ever be back by his choice, but I wouldn't mind having him back. I would love for him to be back. He obviously is very knowledgeable. I'm going to talk like he's not even here. Yeah. Because technically he's not through the power of the internet. Yep. He's in Texas and we are not. <laughs> Aaron, any parting words for uh, the dozens and dozens of people who might hear sure. this? Uh, <laughs> in the words of Abraham Lincoln, be excellent to each other. That's all I got to say. Just be excellent to each other. And he wore Man. a great, great hat. Aaron's so, a smart guy. If you're going to listen to anybody, it would be the guy with the awesome hat. I wish he was real. He'd be a good friend. I know. This it would whole, be. What if the, what if it's this, this whole was time? all just a dream? Aaron was never real. Yeah. Yeah, this is all in our head. Uh, this is a happening. <laughs> time to wake up, Johnny. But you know, your uh, your poor producer still has to edit it. Not getting out yeah. of this one. <laughs>